The Department of Conservation is urging people to respect closures and take extreme care in outdoor areas affected by Cyclone Gabrielle. Docks currently assessing its tracks and other infrastructure and has blanket closures in many areas affected by the cyclone, including much of Hawke's Bay and Tairawhiti. Well, Docks Director for Heritage and Visitors is Andy Roberts. He joins me now. Good evening, Andy. Uh, good evening. Uh, thanks. Fine, thank you. What's the state of dock infrastructure in flood-affected areas? So are we talking large pieces of infrastructure like huts and bridges being destroyed, or is it more limited damage? Um, from from what we've been able to tell so far, and you'll appreciate that getting people into the back country uh, is, a, is a relatively slow process, but large parts of it. Um, from what we can tell, there's damage that's widespread, and it varies in scale from from uh, some damage to huts um, to to tracks and bridges being washed out in places. But look, it's really early days yet in getting a, a comprehensive picture across the north. Is it easy to give a number as to how many? I mean, we're talking dozens, we're talking hundreds? Uh, no, look, it's it's just too early to give to give that sort of assessment. Um, you know, we're talking vast areas of land, Um and sometimes the only way in will be walking or um, you know getting in by helicopter later. So you know it's 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 going to take a while to get a decent picture of what's going on out there. So specifically, which areas are closed and why? Okay, so so some relatively large areas of conservation land um, across across uh, large parts of Coromandel. Uh, Inland and eastern parts of the Bay of Plenty, Tauraffiti, uh Hawke's Bay, so, you know, Kauwekas, uh, Ruahinis, um, parts of the Tauraua, uh, but large tracts of conservation land um, up and down that eastern portion uh, and some of the larger areas in Northland still as well. And principally, it's around the size and scale of the damage. Um, and we, we're seeing and experiencing things like windfall of trees in the forest across tracks, potentially with hanging trees that might be you know, able to fall at any time, uh, slips, landslides, rock falls, um, bridge washouts, uh, where we've got roads and conservation land, damage to those. And so it, it really has been very precautionary just because of the size and scale and nature of it. Uh, it really is unprecedented um, in Doc's time. So what have been the problems with with people accessing these areas? What are the risks they're taking and potentially causing for others? Yeah, there's there's two types of risks, really. There's the risks to people themselves where they might not be anticipating some of the danger or hazards that are there, like like tree fall from hanging windfall that's left that might drop down at any stage or landslides where really unstable and uh, ground that's still moving, so hazards to themselves. But then the other hazards are really to um, to other people. If if somebody's out there, they get lost, they get bushed, they get, um, you know, stumped somewhere on a track or off a track, and a search party has to be put together to go and find them or recover them, when at this time... Uh, a lot of our search and rescue skilled people and rescue services are fully engaged with um, with the recovery across these vast areas anyway. So it's it's where really, you know, people that get out there and get into difficulty would pull resources away from essential uh, recovery work that's going on across across the north.
Are these all signposted? Are there actual physical signs or do people have to look, say, on websites and so on as well? Or it's a combination of both, I guess, Andy? Uh, You're right. You're right. It is a combination. But we try and get everything on the website as soon as we know about it. So the more we're hearing about damage and we can put actual damage information on the website, that's, that's the place to go. One of the things we've noticed with signage and closure information when it's put up, like when signs are put up, sometimes they'll disappear quite quickly um, and often people will walk straight past them and at other times, um, you know, the areas are just too inaccessible, roads are still closed and damaged and we can't get to some of those entranceways. So actually the, the website, the DOC website, is the place that will have the most up-to-date information. Yeah, so if people are going out into the outdoors, people should be aware of looking at the DOC website, for example. And what other precautions should they take, Andy? Well, a big one is um, telling somebody where you're going. Uh, the other biggie is checking the weather forecast and being prepared. Take take the essential equipment with you. Yeah. Wet weather gear, decent boots, food, um, overnight stuff, but but really, we're wanting people to avoid some of that backcountry stuff where there's, you know, it's potentially untested, and it's it's risky anyway. We are looking to open areas as just as quickly as we can, um, but we want to make sure that the, you know, the level of risk is managed as much as possible. And I guess be prepared to turn back like a like an aircraft, like a long haul flight. If the path, for example, is blocked, be prepared. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's very, very good advice. If it's blocked and looking gnarly, be prepared to turn back and have a plan B. You know, if you want to go bush, uh, but the area you're going to looks bad, just turn back. Um, pick somewhere else to go that's less challenging. Um, you know, we want people to enjoy their time out there, but actually um, it's taking a while to really confirm the level of risk that's in some of these areas. So we're being, we're being, being quite precautionary. And, of course, there's constant change, too, and specifically around rivers. You know, there are safety issues around rivers, aren't there, Andy? Yeah, so look, rivers are really subject to, to going up and down. I mean, that's that's what's been experienced across the, the east and centre of the North Island um, today, tomorrow. With this latest burst of wet weather that's coming through, some of those rivers will just rise so rapidly and so unpredictably. Um, and it's, you know... That's a thing that New Zealand is renowned for, our backcountry, and it's being played out in, in really devastating form this week. It's not just the water, it's what's in the water. It could be all sorts of things that you don't even know about. Yeah, so, you know, there's a there's a whole bunch of debris that'll be coming down, rocks, silt, um, and, and in some areas, you know, there'll be, there'll be uh, unhealthy components to it. So, you know, there'll be, there'll be disease risk and things like that in some places. Um, but those those watercourses are really, really serious spots for people to take extreme caution. So what about the risks around beaches? I presume slash is a major risk to swimmers and boat users, for example, much of the East Coast. Yeah, and that's that's really an area that, that's outside of docks management largely. There aren't there aren't that many beaches right down to the water that that we manage, but that is that is an absolute area of concern and one that I think that you know people who are out there recreating really need to be cautious about beaches, um, beaches, coastal areas, 
whether they're boating, kayaking, um, swimming, whatever, you know, they're places to be really, really careful of. It's the word of the year, isn't it? Slash this year. Oh yeah, there's you know, when when you're working um when you're working in that sort of production forestry type area, there is there is a lot of those forest management um issues that are that are needing focus when you see the volume of stuff that's coming down the rivers and building up on um on bridges, you know, that's it's serious serious uh, stuff to deal with. So have dock staff been redeployed to help with the immediate response or are they sort of mainly working on repairing your own infrastructure and, and how have native flora and fauna been affected by the flooding? Yeah, so look, depending on which region of the country um, dock staff are working in and depending on how how the flood impacts, the storm impacts have played out, you know, Tarawhiti, Hawke's Bay, uh, Bay of Plenty, Coromandel, Northland, a lot of our staff are involved in local search and rescue, uh, not search and rescue, sorry, local um, civil defence operations, you know, just as part of the community. Um, and uh, sometimes we're in two hats helping out in, the, in local events, and we've seen that right across the north. Uh, at, at other times, they're working on um, trying to see how DOC can, as DOC, support uh, some of those local initiatives, and then there's been just slowly over time getting back into actually looking at a bundle of the dock infrastructure and how that's been affected. So first and foremost, uh, the dock response was in there looking to support um, the local emergency situations, just as as we want our people to be doing really. Um, and then then your other question around um, flora and fauna and the impacts there. Uh, look, genuine. That's going to take a longer time to determine and see what's gone on. Just see what the the, the scope of that actually is. Um, you know, uh, there'll be some of our networks of predator trapping will have been washed out completely by the storm. Um, some of the coastal breeding areas for various species will have been hammered pretty hard. Um, Large areas of landslips and landslides in parts of forests that have been that have suffered from the effect of browsers. Um, you know, landslides will have will have taken out bits of understory and some of the canopy. So, you know, they, these are big events, and they take a while to understand what's actually gone on. So, you know, as an example, it'll be really interesting to look at the um, aerial imagery that GNS has undertaken, looking at landslides and see how that plays out across the public conservation land. People may be out and about in some of these areas and they might come across all sorts of things, including the likes of injured wildlife. There is actually a, a toll-free hotline, isn't there? Yeah, Doc Hot um, is, the, is, the, uh, is the number. Is the, yeah, well, that's, that's where people can call in. Actually, one of the other things we're really interested in is if people do happen to be out, which we advise against, but when, when they do get out there, if people are seeing damage um, or injury on on that conservation land, um, the public are really seriously good eyes and ears as to what's going on. So, you know, we value that feedback from anyone who's out there. What about predator control? Has that been affected by the cyclone? Look, it will have, but I, I can't I can't give you, you know, exact information right now. But, you know, as I was saying before, some of our predator trapping networks 
uh, particularly in coastal areas or that run along the sides of rivers, will guarantee they will have been affected. And so, you know, over the next month or so, we'll be finding out how badly that stuff's been impacted. But, uh, you know, we can tell it will have been, but just how much. It's it's early days um, to get out there and have a look at that. So you know, these massive weather events, they have impacts like that. Priority, basically, on staff and visitor safety. That's the key there, Andy, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we've been focusing on, our, our staff safety and well-being, uh, how our staff are supporting the community uh, stuff that's going on, and then trying to make sure we get good messages out to, to visitors around um, those risks that are out there and making the right sort of calls. And this, this precautionary closure that we're looking to move back from just as quickly as we can. Now, to reiterate that toll-free number, 0800-DOC-HOT, D-O-C-H-O-T, and I've worked that out, Andy, 0800-362-468. Thanks. Yeah, look, that's right. That is uh, DOC-HOT, and so any reports coming through on that will be will be gratefully received because it just helps build that picture of what's actually going on there across the, the part of the country that we look after. And check the DOC website as well. doc.govt.nz, Andy. That's it. Thank you very much. Doc's Director for Heritage and Visitors, Andy Roberts.